You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to Episode 14 of Aging Starts Now where we talk about all things related to aging. I'm Barbara McGinnis, and today we're talking about the role of a geriatric care manager, and we'll be speaking with Jody Jackson, a registered nurse and Middle Tennessee president of LifeLinks Care Management. Welcome, Jody. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for doing this. It's kind of fun once we get the hang of doing these podcasts. So we're going to just start easy. We're going to ease into this. What's a care manager? So a care manager is basically an advocate for the, the very short version of it. Usually they are a licensed nurse or social worker, or they have a degree in some sort of healthcare related field. And we have a client-centered approach basically to advocate for the client. Um, we assess their needs. We identify ways to meet those needs with expert guidance. And sometimes the terms that um, I use to explain it to our prospective clients is we might be a healthcare navigator, we might be a quarterback for the problems that are going on or the situation that's going on, and then my favorite is that we're a professional daughter. So we we act like a daughter, we build relationships like a daughter, but we have the expert knowledge of healthcare behind us. Well, that that's fascinating. It must be very. Re- rewarding as well. Is there, um, we were kind of chatting offline, and and I think it's a a cool distinction between case management and care management. You want to go into that? Sure. So we are, at LifeLinks, we are certified through the Aging Life Care Association, which gives us the right to basically call ourselves aging life care professionals or care managers. And the difference in a care manager and a case manager is that we basically are client-centered. So we're not necessarily focused on just the resources that we can get in, but we're focused on the holistic approach. And um, we also follow them long-term if, you know, if that's what they need or that's what they allow. So with your case managers in the hospital, their main focus is to get them discharged and get what they need at discharge. Whereas we might've followed that person from before they went to the hospital, while they were in the hospital, and we're gonna follow them all the way through when they get discharged and continue on throughout their life. We have some clients we've had for eight to 10 years that you know we just continue to follow them and, and help them through their aging journey. So I would say that the biggest um, difference is that we're, we have a client-centered approach. And, you know, we do as well in our law practice. We talk about a client-centered or an elder-centered approach. And we have care coordinators, and we always tell our clients that our care coordinators um, are not really, while, while some of them may be educated and could be care managers, they're not care managers. They help 
coordinate and provide resources and education, but it's not really the same thing. So some families could have both our services and your services. And I think um, one thing that's real similar is that we talk about we're a paid representative of the client. We represent their interests. And I think that's one thing that we have in common. We're not... um, focused on trying to get someone out of the hospital in X number of days or maximize their SNF rehab days for the sake of getting that payment. We, we want the best outcome for the client. And I think that's one thing that we definitely share. Um, that's, that's correct. And I would say even, um, you know, I sometimes say we're the neutral party. So another, for instance, like the one you just gave um, is with caregivers. So when a person is hiring non-medical home care company, they, you know, they may feel like the non-medical home care company is asking them to increase their hours because they, that non-medical home care company just wants to get paid more hours. That's, that may be the perspective of the client. Whereas if we come in, we're focused only on the client. We want to do what's best for that client and, and we keep them at heart. And, you know, they're the most important thing that we're focusing on. And so we may say, yes, from a neutral standpoint and with our expert guidance, we do think you need to increase your hours with a non-medical home care company. So same type of um, example, just in a different realm. Exactly. So um, your services come that your your clients pay you to to represent them and advocate for them um how do you bill do you bill by the hours or is it just a contract or a package yeah so care managers typically charge on an hourly basis um kind of like a consulting fee sort of like that um there are packages available not our not all care managers do a package we have the ability to customize packages for people if needed if somebody needs to be on a certain budget or somebody only has a certain amount of money they want to spend then we can help solve their problems within that money but for the for the most part they uh, we charge on an hourly basis and you know some ranges across the country um it can vary depending on what part of the country you're in, but somewhere between $80 and $250 an hour is the going rate. All right. Well, so if someone needed lots of services, they could hire lots of professional um, assistants. But if they had a limited budget, you could help set up and hit the, help them hit the high points. Is there anything you can't do? That's a good question. I think that as long as we stay within our legal boundaries, our moral boundaries, and, you know, within the scope of our licenses, that we pretty much try to figure everything out. I mean, that, you know, we think outside the box and we really try to make things happen for people that maybe they didn't think of doing it that way, or maybe they didn't think that it was possible. So, I would say, yeah. no, I don't think there is anything we can't do. Oh, well, that's good because I'm seeing a lot more of this um, set of older adults that we refer to as unsupported elders. Um, they've got all kinds of, you know, names attached to them. But folks that really do not have a strong support system for assistance and they may need 
someone to serve as a power of attorney. So I was just wondering, you know, is that even something they could pay um, a care manager to do? Yes, lifelinks can serve as a healthcare power of attorney. Now we, I guess there is one thing we won't do um, at lifelinks. We won't serve as a financial power of attorney just because we feel like it's a conflict of interest, but we can serve as a healthcare power of attorney. And we have several clients who have named us as their healthcare power of attorney. Okay. What about, do you ever serve as conservators or guardians? Yes, we have um, in Nashville, we have done minimal work as conservators, but we have um, we have done it and we are able to do it. We have another office in Raleigh, North Carolina, that probably 50 percent or more of their business is private and public guardianships. Wow. And that's so I mean, it's great that you do it, but it's sad that it's a need. You know, I can't help but think that's sad that it's that big of a need. Do you help families figure out placement decisions? Yes, um, we can help them with placement. We work a little different than most placement agencies because we like to get to know the person and we like to figure out what their needs, wants, and wishes are. And then we try to match them with the best um, facility and level of care for that person. Again, different. It's kind of a follow the money thing. It's what's best for this person as opposed to who's paying for the um, for the bed to be filled. That's right. Um, Yeah. So. All right. In this strange time of COVID-19 sheltering in place, what kind of unique things are you seeing elders needing? So one of the most unique things that we've been doing lately is helping with telehealth um, doctor visits. So our nurses have been going out and setting up the telehealth visits with our clients that still need to see their doctor and they're acting as the doctor's nurse. They're performing all the vitals. They're, you know, giving him all the information that they, that he needs. And, you know, we are really advocating for clients in that aspect. And it has made a world of difference with families feeling the relief of, I don't want them to go out. I'm scared for them to go out into public. I don't want them to be exposed, but they really need to see their doctor. And so that gap has been bridged by us um, going in and performing the telehealth visit with them and advocating for them. I I am a huge fan of this telehealth, and I hope that this is one of the things that we see stick post-COVID, that it's a reimbursable service for providers, because it just makes life so much easier for some of these elders. And Yes, technology is a challenge. So having somebody to help them set up the visit is is a huge service. Um, Any other sorts of technology things that you've run across that help families stay connected or mitigate this social isolation that's been imposed on all of us? So most of our clients that are in facilities are the ones that are the most socially isolated because of all the rules that families can't go in and and visit with their loved one. And most of the facilities that we've been dealing with are really good about um, trying to get their loved one on FaceTime or some other kind of technology. And so um, a couple of our clients we have set up 
like point times and point persons in facilities where we will um, know that on Wednesday afternoon at three o'clock, we're going to call the activities director and the activities director is going to go in the room of our client and FaceTime with the family. So we've helped to coordinate that where the families can connect. And that's been special for the families. Yeah, uh, I, I would say most of the facilities we work with have really been trying hard to yes. keep but, um, you know, just like with anything that's hard, we're kind of, we're starting to run out of gas. It seems like folks are getting a little tired of, of yeah. this and, and that it's hard to sustain that level, that in, that level of energy. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to visitation restrictions lifting and, Thank you. Uh, yeah, I miss our clients. We all miss our clients. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, any other tips for caregivers or anything that you want people to, to know about? I think the biggest tip for caregivers is to take care of themselves during all of this. It's really easy to get caught up in, you know, making sure that mom or dad has everything that they need and focusing on mom or dad. But you know, it's the age old oxygen mask. You have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can put it on anyone else. And, you know, a lot of our caregivers, we've really been letting them vent or listening to, you know, them talk about how hard this is and try to help them through it. And that's really our biggest advice to them is hang in there and just take care of yourself because if you don't, nobody else is. Well, absolutely. And, and hopefully th this too shall pass. Um, I don't know exactly what, what our world is going to look like on the other side, but um, this has got to be just a phase that we're all going to make it through. Uh, I really appreciate you being on and that's it for today, I think. Well, and thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. All right. So folks, until next time, that's it for Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 